welcome to Two Broken Girls episode two. We made it. Thank you for all your amazing feedback on episode one. We're We've already it all got on board. taking it all on board and we'll change nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've already got 10 billion followers, guys, so it's going really well. But yeah, so Two Broken Girls, to give the newcomers a bit of context. Yeah, in a nutshell, um, we go on dates with daddy types to escalate life lessons and bring you our findings on identity politics, family dynamics, and dating in this economy and more. Each episode will analyse various topics based on the anecdotes of these twisted, corrupt, and low-key shady encounters. (laughs) (laughs) We were dancing while we were doing that. Anyway... Um, as part of our, um, we lost the rhythm. What's it called? Patreon? Yeah, Patreon. Patreon, guys. You can pay us 50 quid and get us to perform that for you. Yeah. Um. BTS. Yeah. So, okay, this is episode two, as we said, and we're going to delve into the encounter with our dear daddy, Julian, aka FK. Queen's daddy. Queen's daddy. Um, so Where did we go to first? So we went to... I think it was called... Cornabana. Cornabana. Yeah. yeah. So Sophie had a couple Leeds places in mind. Yeah. On the Lower East Side. My um, favourite place, although I'm banned now. Yeah, Sophie's banned. <laughs> but that's the story for another time, guys. Um, episode 17, I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be juicy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had just gone for dinner and it was very, very quick. The turnover was quick. It was like... Swipe, swipe, whatever, meet up, we're here now, meet us. Um, and I mean, he'd really let, like had his shoes on as soon as you hit, like, we're at Corner Bar because yeah. the time it took for him to get from Queens yeah. to Corner Bar was like crazy. Funny enough about him, he actually did this whole disclaimer thing, didn't he? Before we, we met up, he was like messaging me saying, like, oh, just so you know, this is like, um, I'm not expecting anything of this. Like, we can just hang out casually. It's almost like he was like... The nice guy spiel. Yeah. The nice guy spiel or, like, scared of, like, himself, like, oh, having... I think it was, like, a protective measure for him. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's hard to know, really, what's what. Um, I often think that guys, when I've mm. dated guys, it's a... Pro- pro- it's, like a comfort blanket for you for them to mm. essentially say then I'm not going to pressure you no worries we don't have to do anything but then also often I feel like after the fact they kind of like undo mm-hmm. yeah maybe even some like reverse psychology thing where it's like now I've already stated that I'm not going to go there so if we do it's on you and you'll feel like you're the one who initiated this so you'll feel like you're yeah the powerful one when ultimately like it was done because they planted that seed in the first place like it's true or 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 the lack of seed yeah definitely um yeah i guess i i think i think we live in like a very hypersexual society so i'm not i I guess i wouldn't like underestimate how hypersexual like we as individuals are compared to like maybe like a decade ago or something but i think in the past few years men are like less inclined to be openly set like communicative about how like sex sexual or horny they are Mm. and like I think there's a bit of a stigma around like around just I suppose like 
letting someone you don't know or someone that you like intend to go on a date with about like your wants and needs from a guy's perspective because I think yeah I think that there is a bit of a stigma around um pre-date communicating like your sexual like desires um because I mean I think you can come across a bit predatory obviously if you do that but Mm. Um, yeah, the stakes are higher, and, uh, I kind of think for me, though, like, if a guy was to tell me that he was, like, particularly horny beforehand, I would, like, actually kind of, I think I would have a bit more trust in them, just because, like, that to me says that there's, like, a level of honesty there, Mm. um, and I can essentially... You know what you're in. Yeah, exactly, and I can essentially, like, work out whether I'm, like, up for that or not. But I think, like, to be open about, like, how, like, sexual you are or, like, how horny you are or what you want from someone is kind of just more of, like, an honest honest approach and Mm. it just means that you're maybe, like, holding less back. I think I'm just, like, kind of a bit aware of guys that, like, suppress their sexuality. Yeah. Because where does it go after Because I guess it implies, like, that consent prior Mm. to like the encounter where it's like yeah you know you kind of have given the context and the not expectations but like you know the direction that you would like to take this 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 day or whatever you want to call it this hang yeah Um, but i think a lot of guys obviously don't don't do it because they don't want to get cancelled like you know as we said the stakes are higher like they set Mm. that and i think that there's this like mask wearing there where like it's it it feels a bit like somehow like entrapment like i i I can at least just get on a date Mm. by like fronting as a nice guy who doesn't want anything like sexual and then i'm like there and i can change their mind like it's a bit like they believe in their power that they can like change like a woman's mind by being there And and then i think they get really disappointed when they don't they're not able to kind of like like stun a woman mm. and make her change her mind they still walk off without like essentially like getting laid and like it's think a that's challenge like you know a real... it's a conquest yeah like, i think they see that as such like they kind of want to get in there in the first part and then they can do the talking and the the sweet yeah. talking yeah. to like get to the next step yeah exactly i think they just think oh i can do the work when i'm there and she's never gonna yeah. be, be able to say no to me and actually i'm thinking like also i wonder if it's to do with like the age difference there and the dynamic already at play and you know he did mention a couple times he the the concept of getting cancelled didn't he like he he said it in such a hilarious way if i I way guys he He was he was like a ghoul yeah every time he do it he he go like ooh, cancel me but like his hands were just like his fingers would just like trickle like literally jazz hands but like like the scary version like glee club like yeah gone bad like um (laughs) but yeah like i feel like almost like he felt the need to disclaimer that in case something had happened so that the evidence was there black and white like he'd yeah. said that he you know like he was covering his back in a way yeah that's true you know yeah. what i mean like maybe it's pre- like a preventative measure like a protective mm. measure for everyone around but maybe like, in the u.s where everyone's getting sued 24 yeah. 7 like, i i also did feel as though he was like using a lot of like hot like young vernacular sort mm. of like he i mean i can't remember how old he was but you mm. know he he wasn't like i didn't have him down in the realm of using like cancel cancel me in the way that he was using that yeah um and i feel like i wondered if that was him 
like an attempt from him to be kind of socially young mm. like he in that sense he was like acknowledging the age gap but trying to like be bridge on it. our level yeah bridge the gap somehow mm. and like I think I think for like older people although albeit he wasn't old um like can like can the the idea of cancelling is probably like the most household like woke of the snowflake yeah, like exactly millennial woke terminology yeah you know it was like, funny with that because it did come back a lot this whole idea of being cancelled but he was almost like he kept like fluctuating between the idea of being cancelled and how he wasn't that kind of person but then doing all these explicitly cancelable offences. Yeah. Like, even the fact that he delved into the fact that he had a Twitter account. Do you remember that? I just oh, remember. yeah. But it was, like, very, like, confusing because he, he kind of said that he... He said really, like, out there kind of shit on there, like, that... Like, That's it, very yeah. problematic shit, yeah. essentially, about trans... Like, yes. you know, he, I just remember this, and I'm like... Yeah. He's basically, like, explicitly saying that he's problematic as fuck. But then he kept also... Oh, yeah, he was... he he. <laughs> you know what? He was a J.K. Rowling fan. Yeah. Stan, yeah. wasn't he? He was Shit. a J.K. Rowling stan. Um, and that's, that's the sort of content he was posting on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But then also it was interesting because once probed, he said that it was... He was um, anonymous. Like, he yeah. was... He, his real name wasn't on there. He was, like, using it like Reddit or something. Yeah. Like um... And, I, and in my mind, I thought, okay, like, well, then you're definitely trolling some, like, poor, innocent woman or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, his his Twitter account was definitely, like, like a guy's. Yeah, um, it was. But, yeah, it was it's so, I mean, he kind of, like, as you said, like, met us within minutes, which is crazy, because he was coming from Queens. His whole thing was, like, he was some like tech investment guy like venture capitalist angel whatever they called you know um lived in queens but had um but holidayed in rhode island um that then developed into him inviting us um and to his house which we very almost took the invitation we did i mean for me he was he was obviously troubled by my presence as the third wheel. So he suggested that I, that he bring a friend, a policeman friend for me. And when, <laughs> and when he and got we... the photo up, when I said, I'm okay, I'm interested. I'm down for the boat ride in yeah. Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you know, I need to see the, like, I need to well, see the photo. With. I need to see what I've got. To, I'm like contending with here. He proceeded to get up a photo. It was on Facebook, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Of his friend as a child. A literal child. Like, not even, like, a teenager. Like, not the prime years. No. Like, not a jock. No, no, no. An actual child. <laughs> a child. Like, imagine a grown-ass man, like, showing his fucking grown-ass friend. But, like, his depiction of it is, like, a la- an actual infant. And that's supposed to, like, be enticing. I know. I was like, I'm giving off the wrong impression. If <laughs> this is what you think. <laughs> if this is what you think I'm into. But, um... Yeah, that was... Yeah, we, we were going to do it. Well, basically, it was on our way. Like, we were going to Boston, and we were kind of like, you know, that bit of the couple... We had a, a couple of free days, so we didn't really know. We just knew we needed to be in uh, Salem to perform a, 
a witch trial reenactment uh, three days later. So yeah. we didn't know what was going to be in between. But, um, but yeah, I mean, basically he arrived and he was just like, oh, I'm by the entrance. So I had to go basically collect him. Um, oh, but yeah, you went to the toilet and I was sat at the bar. Oh, yeah. And I saw this guy hovering. Oh, Obviously, it's not my photo on Tinder, so he doesn't know that he doesn't know to look out for me. Yeah. And to be honest, in a way, I kind of let him squirm. I knew yeah. I knew it was him because he was he was hovering around like some like yeah. I mean he looked like a first day kind of like, like extra. There's on... a special look about someone you know that that kind of like that deep insecurity look on someone's face when they're, like, hovering around waiting for, like, essentially a blind date, like... To be honest, like, he needed someone to go and collect him, you know? Yeah. Like, that, that's his whole... What was what his personality was giving. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm here to be collected. I had to come through I'm with a headset and a clipboard to, like, call back... You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he was very, like, yeah, like, lost. Mm. Kind of, like, needed that guidance... Yeah. ...in all sense of the terms, which quickly became apparent later on in the conversation yeah. as we realised his deep-rooted mummy um, issues. Yeah, that came about. But, so, anyway, what did he order? What did you order? Yeah, oh, so that whole melon in corner a Corner bar. Cup. Gotta yeah. say, though, shout-out to Corner Bar for the oh. best cocktails we ever had. Yeah. I mean, they were, but also shout-out. that night. Yeah. <laughs> the best cocktails we had that night. Yeah. It was, like, a tall glass, um some sort of melon like but not overly sweet with a whole wet like a whole wedge of melon in there yeah i feel like the melon was like acting as an ice cube yeah and you Which know sometimes you get a cocktail idea like, fucking hell half of my drink is this you know the yeah. massive cock the massive um ice cubes yeah you're like i literally have just paid a tenner yeah. for a shot and a massive ice cube yeah. At least this was like you're getting your five a day, you know. Yeah, totally. But and also, I think it's kind of like a nice idea that you can like eat the melon after. Yeah. And the alcohol juices are soaked exactly. into the melon. Gets you drunk so, Yeah, but also shout out to Corner Bar for having the most judgmental like barman I've True. ever been served by. To be honest, like wow. this guy was like giving us the dirtiest look oh for being with an older like. Dare I say? I mean, I dare. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> dare to say cause you're about to say right now. An older guy. Yeah. Rather, no, I won't say it. But, but he he was like, I, like giving such dirty looks, and I just thought, fuck you. We don't need this right now from you, honey. Like you know, take that bad energy mm. somewhere else. Yeah, and it it was like we were taking advantage of this poor, like elderly guy I mean he wasn't he's he's not he wasn't old he what, no. was he like 40 yeah something like that like yeah. he's not old he's you know it was like I, I felt in that moment as though I was pretty yeah. woman yeah I felt like Julia Roberts yeah when she went shopping um so, but yeah like obviously also had to set the tone that we were going to be together so that was always like a tricky conversation of like Hey, like, just for my friend, like, so if we're traveling together, like, it's super cute. Um, but, like, make it kind of candid and shit so they don't start thinking that, yeah, there's going to be, like, any kind of threesome activity. Yeah, yeah. Um, you it, know. It's sort of like... you got to en- let them know. The kind of, like, endless attempt to, like, nullify the sex, the sexuality of mm-hmm. their brain, essentially. Because as yeah. soon as men hear, like... I'm with two, 
I'm with a friend. Yeah. I think their mind wanders Instantly. to threesome, and you have to like complete. You have to like. You got to hit that on the head, like. Yeah. Straight suppress up. that straight away because straight that ain't. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, that was like. It was like couldn't be further from any of our intentions, you know. So. Yeah, and also just to say, I mean, it's not about the fact that we were, you know, with a guy who had money. It's just that I, I mean, I personally, when I have been on dates, haven't done anything sexual on the first date anyway. So it's not about, like, anything other than the fact that that wouldn't happen. It doesn't matter your age, your ASL, you know, first base ain't happening on the first date. No, exactly. (laughs) I mean, albeit it has happened occasionally, but no, it yeah, is. just not with him. <laughs> exactly, just not with him. Um, but yeah. I mean, not with him definitely after the way he conducted himself after like 400 drinks. Oh like, my God. A man should be able to, <laughs> to handle, handle 400 drinks. There's nothing less attractive than a man who can't ha- handle I think 400 that's true. drinks. I think that's true. That's literally a deal breaker yeah. for me, I'm sorry. Yeah, you need to, honestly, like, it needs to not touch the sides. You need to go home as if... Nothing. Nothing. It's, it's sober. Yeah. You're fuck. a rock. I wanted to wake up the next morning fresh. I wanted to be able to do that thing that, you know, they yeah. make you walk on a... The police make you walk on a line and see if you can walk yes. straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to do that after yeah. 400 drinks. 401? Okay. Yeah. Then, You're fine. Right. You're good. So we sat down and we just kind of like, obviously went to get him. And he, he once again, IRL, re... Um, re-stressed the fact that he wasn't in it for anything he started confiding quite early in the convo about his uh recent broken heart um you know and that that was a bit of a recurring thing with the daddies i gotta say they they actually i feel like that's a, a weird juxtaposition maybe between like dating young and older because there was no shame there and actually it was quite like explicit when they had come out of a relationship almost as like a token of like see i'm not broken i'm not emotionally crippled i can i am capable of long-term relationships whereas when you're younger like you're going on a date with a 20 or 30 something there's a bit of a taboo there and saying that you've just come out of a recent relationship Mm -hmm. because it's almost perceived as like i'm just dtf whereas they're just trying to be perceived as dte down to earth do you think you think that they're like trying to be just cool. I think they need to like almost prove to themselves and to others that they aren't just a sad middle-aged man who's like dating young yeah. and just dating full stop in a world yeah. where at that age conventionally whether you're a man or a woman yeah. you kind of need to have a ring on it and a white picket fence. You know? I want, but I just wonder if like them presenting themselves as someone that's DTE mm-hmm. um, comes from like a sex drive like in the sense like under it under it all, the reason why they want to, like, be cool and down-to-earth comes from the fact that they want to have sex. Like, a mm. sex drive, mo- like, their sex drives motivate them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe they think it's appealing, you know, that, that yeah. someone's, like, it's endearing that someone's just come out of a relationship, but also, like, oh, he's capable of that, you know, yeah. he's capable of love, and therefore, maybe they think that in our kind of like amygdala like you know yeah. primitive like gender role like prehistoric brains we're going to be like oh he can be the provider yeah. type he yeah. can be that stable like definitely i think i know, agree masculine yeah. 
100%. archetype. So I think it's I think like in their minds they must believe that it makes them wise, which it does in the sense you know with every relationship you learn something and all of that. And I suppose when you're like speaking to like an older man or an older woman, like you who have just come out of a relationship, naturally they have more life experience than say someone that's younger and I think I think like this was another common reoccurrence with a lot of the guys which we met that they would present themselves in very experienced ways like Mm -hmm. they were talking about travel or something you Mm -hmm. know yeah and I think that's to do with like gaining some sort of admiration from someone that's younger because like yes there is like the whole like Oedipus complex of like us like essentially like the Freudian like mm. psychoanalysis an- being attracted to being, your, yeah like, but the I think, opposite sex yeah it? but yeah. I also think there's something to do with like for younger people like I think it's it's like maybe you crave learn taking on something like knowledge mm. and like wisdom which 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 only I'm I'm not saying everyone agrees with it but naturally you assume that an older person would have and mm. I think that that maybe like um Julian like acknowledges that as well somehow like kind of this like I've you know I've just come out of a relationship and I'm not as you say like I damaged I'm capable of that and presenting himself as someone that's incredibly like functioning mm. and that like he can offer something yeah for sure I think there's like you know it's it's the most common exchange I feel with those kind of dynamics is like monetary mm. but I think on both ends on both sides there's more of a, a craving for something a bit more virtuous than that and I think you know on on the younger side there's this craving of like this of almost like a role model of yeah. like of guidance of spiritual enlightenment of like of wisdom that comes with age and and vice versa on the other end there's this 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 yearning and this like this this almost like this this yearning for the elixir of youth and and, and mm. an adventure and spontaneity totally. i think that's kind of like what you'd hope but i think what actually comes out of these encounters is a lot of just like presenting yourself as such and portraying yourself as such and I think we found that we we would kind of play like kind of like play up to that side of just these two girls like these two British like young um (laughs) you know like we we were playing uh, we were playing up to that those kind of like yeah. these ideas of what they wanted us to be yeah and i'm sure that they themselves in their own way thought that they were like providing this kind of like this wisdom that comes yeah. with age when actually yeah it was quite the opposite you know yeah definitely but, i think it's like an embodiment of mansplaining somehow but yeah. like they are of course indirectly flo- like and directly floating their egos by dating t- not one two mm. like Broken girls. Broken girls. And I think they, like, yeah, ultimately, like, I was thinking about how men also are sort of bred to be these, like, providers. Mm. And, like, they, that's kind of, like, in their DNA. Like, in the very fact, like, and 
going off piece a bit here, but like, you know, they're kind of like the disposable sex in the sense, like, they're, they're the ones that go to war and they're mm-hmm. the ones that get sacrificed if, like, you're on the Titanic. And they're <laughs> you not know? the ones who are the vessels for new life to be created. Yeah. Um, they don't get a space on that door. No, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I think in that sense, that's also, I suppose, where that sort of dynamic between us and some of the daddies came in, where we were, like, hamming up this kind of, like, survival mode instinctive, like, yeah, we're just, you know, two disillusioned, like, mm. young girls, like, just, like, not really sure about life, like, this is yeah. our, f- and, like, you know, the fact that we were travelling, in quotation. Both out also, of a job at that moment. Yeah, also just signified to them that, that they could, I suppose, like, exploit the fact that they thought we needed guidance. I mean, we're mm. both very, like, I think, well-rounded people, but, like, that is something that I dumbed down with them, for sure. Yeah. And I think that they, it, it only served them, which is, like, interesting to think in terms of, like, moving forward when we do more, because, like, I think it does serve them when we're kind of, like, oh, um, how do you, what, you, you've been to Paris, mm. you know? Um, yeah, there's a combination <laughs> of, like, the age thing, which we've definitely, like, playing down, and our life experience and our knowledge and our eloquence and everything, really, and also, obviously, there was the dynamic there of, like, us being from a different country. And granted, the language is the same. And that's definitely something we played up, guys. The Britishness was on, was front and centre. Like My trusty steed. I know. Honest. It's a party trick. But obviously, like, it's there's also this, like, easy gateway to ignorance. It's almost like this, like, game of, like, the more dumbed down we could come across, the more we were able to get out of them. Because the more their egos were flattered and the more they saw this encounter as a good investment, you know, in their time. And I do think men actually see these kind of like human relationships sometimes in that kind of like equity terminology of like what what void can it can it fill? But essentially to not go too off off topic, but yeah, he, he kind of started chatting and it basically became um, apparent that pretty earlier, early on, um, as you were talking about Freud, about his, the mother-son dynamic there, like he talked about his mom quite a few times and I, I basically kind of understood that he had this weird complex with his mom being this like overpowering figure in his life. Yeah, I feel like he had this sort of, like, female-to-male, like, motherly wound or something, where mm. he was, like, I don't know, I kind of wonder if, in previous relationships, that she'd, like, been really vocal about the fact that he didn't like his ex or something, because I feel like she is one of the, like, is a mother who kind of, like, I think it's called, like, um, projected her animus, which is like essentially her kind of subconscious masculine brutish side of herself mm. and often like mothers will project that into their sons when they're growing up to like develop a, like an aggressive and brutish like persona within mm. them and they're often really vocal like about 
yeah, like think about um, who who their son is dating or mm. um, and like they're I, the gatekeeper in a way. Yeah, know? and like I listened to this podcast and this like psych uh, this psychologist was like, I have some clients who come in and say that their mums literally have been screaming at them, saying that their partners are ugly. Um, stupid and that they can't believe that um, that she that they would ever find her, like their partner attractive and I think it's a bit like kind of like ubiquitous like everywhere that it's that, that what the mother is trying to say is that she can't believe that 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 her son could be aroused by anyone but her sort of thing mm. And I kind of wonder if there was, like, that dynamic with them because, like, I kind of feel like he clearly was, like, so turned on by the fact that I think he could kind of see you pleasing his mother somehow. And yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what he explicitly he was saying, like, his mother would love you. Mm. And I think that there's that, like play of him wanting to please his mother but also maybe he actually had found someone that he believed could please his mother after a string of people that like couldn't mm-hmm. he didn't who clearly didn't like please his mom and yeah. like that probably caused him a lot of like pain because she probably i mean as this is a gem like a, a an assumption but i mean i'm just assuming yeah. judging on his behavior that he like his mum probably was like kind of really like smothering of him maybe. Mm-hmm. it definitely seemed like that I mean the topic of his mum came back quite a lot mm-hmm. and came up and the more it would come up the more um I would kind of play yeah I would kind of like keep bringing it back because I just could sense that it was a very complex and and suppressed side of him, himself and yeah. his in his and his um, psyche and like um, there was obviously the conversation around like languages and stuff and he he was like I guess Canadian and his mom mm. like he spoke French with her but then they lived in like that whoa when he busted out <laughs> that Arabic crazy obviously like there was quite a lot of common communal linguistics and cultures there like he was French Canadian so he spoke French fluently so do I and then he had weirdly like lived somewhere in the Arab world for a few years I think growing up and that was also very interlinked with his like the matriarchal relationship Mm. um and out of the blue a grown-ass Caucasian man starts chatting Arabic like and I was just like and yeah, and I think it was just unraveling. It was like, like an onion. The layers were coming out, and every time, like a bit of the puzzle would be revealed, he would just be like even more agitated at the thought of like how, like you said, probably it fit that it ticked one of his mum's boxes. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I mean, it got it got me thinking about the conversations about like, around like topics of like exoticism and stuff because you know he from that moment he just was blurting out Arabic at me like I'm dare I say like so I need to stop <laughs> saying dare I say no say it but, but yeah like, by the way they don't even speak Arabic in Iran we speak Farsi like yeah. and that's what was just like funny how we were just bumbling it like the moment I said I was Iranian he was just like 
speaking Arabic at me, like, and, you know, he was, he then started saying how many camels he wanted to, he would trade for me and, and my, my everlasting love. And, and that was an ongoing yeah. thing the next few days on Tinder. Like, I'd pretty much wake up every morning to, like, mm. a message from him with a, 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 an incremental number of camels. Mm. Um, yeah, I kind of, like, I think that sort of adds to the reason why I feel like he was legitimately proposing. Like, with the fact that clearly he was dead certain his mum would, like, like you... I think also because you were kind of like taking on that role and like giving it things back to him. Yeah. Um, sure. The camels, like the offering of the camels, like it just felt like he was quite seriously proposing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like literally yeah. how you ask for a woman's hand. Is that the expression? Yeah, ask for, yeah. Yeah. Ask for someone's hand. Yeah, that's how you do it in that. Yeah. In, in that culture yeah um and yeah i i was a bit like why did he speak arabic yeah I'm, i honestly cannot remember because he wasn't like remotely no 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 he was Full kind on of Caucasian. He was white canadian like he was literally just like yeah, yeah. canadian white guy it threw me off I'm not gonna I, I'm not I, gonna lie the accent was on point like I was like what the f I was like is this like Rachel Dolezal you know do you remember that like woman who was essentially oh said she was black the black fisher yeah 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 no, um, for real but it was and I think you, you know what I feel like that was his drunk trait like mm. we were getting drunker and drunker and he was speaking Arabic more and more and more true um but yeah it was uh, yeah it was very problematic i don't i i i think i mean i i, I guess i wish i just asked him why he had learned i think he did and i just forgot the answer but i think it was yeah. definitely like a family thing where they right. lived there for a bit okay which okay. i think also comes back to the the, the element of like that being maybe like an appeal to his mom and he also said a couple of times that like Middle Eastern women were like the most beautiful you know whatever and like and those kind of statements in, themse in themselves are just like yeah. you know like I mean they're predictable yeah. they're as predictable as they're problematic you know and, and well yeah I mean like there was some serious fetish fetish size Fetishization going in, in, on in in, in yeah. a lot of the encounters that we had, actually. I mean, yeah, it's a big part of it. I think I I guess like being, if we're talking about meeting someone on social um on like a dating app, I I, I think, people are more likely to have this kind of. Gearing of towards, what they like or something, mm. I yeah, don't know. but. I like she showed me all these graphs about oh yeah, um, yeah dating apps and like what people what like women and men go for mm. and like it was quite interesting because I think the people the men that do the least 
are policed well are black men. Mm. The best are white men. Mm. Which is just so unsurprising. Yeah. And annoying, but yeah. Um, but I think the top three or something were like Asian, Latina, mm. and like another one or something. And also those apps are like literally an echo chamber. Like, you know, I've had times where I've liked someone, next thing you know, that's it. That's all I'm fed. Mm. And it's it's just like this algorithm where they just like, they just feed you the yeah. same kind of thing. Almost like banking on the fact that they assume people have a type. Yeah. And they assume that there is already like this pre-existing fetishization of, okay, this person is into that. So I'm just going to throw as much as that the way, obviously because the point of any kind of app is engagement, is retention. So it's a way of like, okay, how can I give them what they want? And I'm assuming that that's what they're into, mm. you know? So and then in turn, does that then become your type? Because that's all you see, you're seeing, you know? So yeah. it's, like, it's interesting to think how do these apps and the demographic on there actually shape your type, you know? Yeah, yeah true. I mean, like after maybe... a lot of dating that daddies are kind of, yeah. There's parts of me that was just like... Yeah, like, does your type just precede even... the app? Like, yeah. the app comes first, telling Chicken you what egg. you like. And then, because that's all you're offered, you're being offered, yeah. like, much of the same. Yeah. So then suddenly that evolves into your type because that's all you're seeing, yeah. sort of thing. I mean, yeah, I do think there's some truth to that. Like, I think, like, ultimately, you're just you're just working with what you get given, really. Mm. Yeah. Um I think, like, it's definitely interesting to think about, like, for me, like, the fetishization of, like, Asian women. Mm. Because um, I just found the graph, and they're, like, they do the best. But I, that, I mean, it has to be said that that has something to do with, like, like people perceiving them as um, submissive. Mm. and like kind of like very sexual beings but people that can be controlled mm. and like I think if we're talking about like fetishization on apps like especially or like meeting people from apps which I don't know what I'm trying to say but I just I, I guess like that demographic demographic of women are like overtly sexualized mm. um and, and therefore they perform the best like yeah. i mean it's so cynical it, exactly even putting it that way exactly but it's like they are the target audience for a lot mm. of like people especially when that's the aim of people yeah. wanting these apps as a hookup app you know it's i like, think that, that that's i think it, that's the target audience for people that want to hook up rather than relationships yeah. like Actually, there was this, like, story I read and this guy, like, married this Japanese woman and had a baby with her and she fell in love with him and then he, like, moved back to America and then basically married an American woman because all he got, he, he sort of, like, wore thin of her kind of, like, cultural values and, like, got tired of them and wanted to just date an uh, American woman mm. and, like basically started like started dating it was a phase yeah basically. exactly he just it's the sexual aspect yeah of of so, like trying things. something on or so i think there's a lot of that like i mean you know um 
both of us in our family dynamics, like our mum is, I guess, the POC, like to call it that. But so we both had that kind of dynamic of the the dad being the the white guy, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the John, the Bob and John, like. But um, but so it's it's kind of like interesting this idea of of like exploring like Christopher Columbusing your way into like a new relationship you know like mm. you're 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 like ex- you're trying something new on you're exploring a new demographic yeah a new type of person like and it's just I think I mean we'll, we'll talk about all that in depth anyway like um in yeah the, they'll be yeah the, po- the podcast but yeah I, I just like I, I've got, like, a question. Mm. I mean, it's not really re- related, but it's... It's question time. It's, it's going back to the kind of, like, fetish side. I, I just can't read it. a compilation of you saying fetish, that word. Fetishization. Yeah. Um, of, like, of POC women. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I would you okay so say you broke up with your ex mm-hmm. would you rather they date someone that their next partner was mm-hmm. someone that looked like you or was the complete opposite because like mm-hmm. I look like me I someone that looked like you yeah because I, I have just say my ego would take it and yeah. not over it yeah I, t- I told yeah I, ideally a bootleg version yeah a boot of course you versus a, a, the guy they're taking the definitely a pound nun version of mm-hmm. me essentially mm-hmm. like it it's definitely says that they're not yeah over yeah. you but like there's nothing worse than like someone complete opposite and yeah I have had that before yeah and it fucking hurts yeah. like wow I well, but I, the reason why I, I sort of bring it up is because like I have a real aversion and like it would be a red flag for me if someone said I only date Asian women mm. because I've heard it all before mm. like lot like a lot of men have said that mm. because and to me that there's something fundamentally wrong with that when you watch them, too why? much porn um I I don't I haven't really because mm. like I think the obvi- the answer is too awkward yeah. in that moment because yeah. I know I know the answer I think yeah um, but it's interesting to hear it from them and also the question yeah. alone like why yeah. how come maybe no one's even asked them yeah. that before the next person that tells me that I will ask you, yeah, but I just think sometimes when they, they've they told me that in the moment it's like it's the elephant in the room like mm. we're, we're looking at each other and we both know mm. and I I have this like empathetic female mm. like it, within me that's like I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable, mm. even though they clearly don't, because they've just come out with the Shameless. fact that they only Shameless. only date Asian women. But um, I like I. It's a total red flag for me. I think it's it makes me feel very uncomfortable actually. Um, but I obviously, when I went through my breakup, was so curious as to like who my ex boyfriend yeah. would be with, um, because I think ultimately it shows if you do have an Asian fetish, like, after, yeah. like, dating one Asian woman. Catch up the bag. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, the like you've been unmasked. Yeah. Um, and I had told him on loads of occasions I'd found that really problematic, but... Did he a, go for an Asian girl? He didn't, he didn't, oh. no. But so, so it's, it's like, like a double-edged sword, because I was like, this bitch looks the opposite, the antithesis really? of me. So, like, I'm half like, okay, that's... 
kind of sucks. But also, at the same time, I am very, like, contented with the fact that this person isn't Asian. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like a weird double-edged sword. There's something I shouldn't have to worry about, but... But I feel like sometimes guys are aware of the stigma there and, like, you know, like... But if a guy, like, saying that, like, I would just straight up, like, just, you know, I, I would make a question that's obvious, even more explicit, and just ask it. Oh, really? Why? And just yeah. play dumb in those situations. Because yeah. the question like and the them? statement in itself is so fucking dumb that yeah. all you can do is reciprocate with a dumb question. Yeah. And make them have to spell it out. Yeah. And in that, they would... I mean, anyone in their right mind would just be, like, mortified, you know? But, like, but I also feel like there is, like, a... a um, a world in which like people are aware of the the patterns of of fetishization and exoticism. Oh, you've got the bug, have you? <laughs> that they that they're like trapped in, and so they do this thing where they kind of like to keep themselves from any kind of like red flags in that respect. They will actually like alternate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they'll actually, like, be like, oh, let me actually, like... Let me offset this. Let me offset this. like, a biannual So it be like, it might be, like, you know, like, Asian, Asian... Yeah. Like, something else. Asian, you know, like... To be honest, I've actually Any good con artist would do Asian, Asian, Latino. Asian, Asian. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after a while, it's like you crack the code. Like, it's like, wait a second. There's a consistent formula here. But, I mean... Yeah, uh, so, I mean, to come back to, you know, Julian, there was very, like, suspicious vernacular used around the camel, the whatever, whatever, and and just him blasting out Arabic every five seconds, like, you know, so it was all weird, and obviously he was like, yeah, this is my first Tinder date, blah, blah, like, almost like some badge of honour, like, I should be, we should be so honoured that this is, like, his first, he's, like, a fucking at Virgin, you know, like, um... So we're sat at the bar getting judged by the bartender. We were like one melon in, one melon cocktail in. Then we had a martini, which was like a bit gross. We moved on to the next bar, Le Dive. A quintessentially Parisian hideout. (laughs) (laughs) We're not sponsored, guys. We're not sponsored. Yet. Um, (laughs) The most darling... Say the good words. um, but yeah, so we're in here, you know, set the set the scene. There's like these like little like Parisian, st- you know, those kind of like straw like weaved like chairs they have in those Parisian cafes. Yeah. So in them, at this point we're fucking unhinged. Like we're out here like I was on another planet. Yes. Yeah. Ended up ordering a bottle of uh, orange wine. Which can I just also say, whilst like as a side note, as we were previously talking about like admiration and knowledge, I'll tell you two things that. Julian did not know how to do. Yeah. He didn't know how to pour a bottle of wine because I, you know, I walked away SpongeBob SquarePants like with like a whole bottle of wine in my clothes. And thank God it was orange and not red. Second of all, in my nice dress, he did that classic. The audacity. I hate using the word old because I do think it's derogatory, but elder person thing. Mm-hmm. Old as of- dirt. Old as sin. Sorry, guys. What we meant is old as fuck. What we meant is this: you're only as young as you feel. Actually, what we meant is like you're (laughs) literally six feet under. Um, Um, Yeah, he and another thing he just didn't know how to do, and this is like the classic old elder person thing. He did not know how to hold a phone. 
So we oh asked him God. to take some photos of us. Yeah. And, like, it was like... It was a fucking... Trembling. His hands were trembling. He was, like was, he was literally... He was nearly falling backwards, like, into, like, this crucifix yeah. pose. Like, literally. he... You know when you... That, that game that you play with, like, someone that you trust and you're, like, full backwards? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like he was going... Once again at the Glee Club, like... <laughs> he was, like... He was talking over. there was no over. one behind him, like... I was like... He was leaping into yeah. the unknown, like, our, our eyes, fucking arms open. Yeah, guys, that, that anecdote, I mean, we'll... It, 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 it's on our Instagram. It's, um... It's the kind of, like, I guess, poster cover girl of Two Broken Girls. Um, he actually took that photo, so big up to Julian. Yeah. But, like, wow, that was... I was surprised they came out like the way they did. Because, it's a miracle. Like, th- that camera was moving around like oh my god it was like earthquake like it was like yeah it was like that room in the in the natural history yeah, museum baby. you know the earthquake simulator room like yeah. it was literally that yeah so he was just lit as fuck to be honest and oh my god do you remember he kept being like trying to he was like i just want to kiss you i just want to yeah. kiss you that's when it started getting a bit much but i mean that's where we do draw the line obviously like yeah, once of course. that these sort you can of... look but you can't touch yeah i mean I mean, you could appreciate the scenery, but... Yeah, no, it was just like... We were just having a nice chat. Listen, we were being entertaining. It was a Wednesday night. He said it himself. He had nothing better to do. He said, you come from home. He was happy to have a night out. He was happy to be taken out of the house. So, as we said before, we were doing God's work. In no way did we, like, pressure him to come to the next bar or the and next bar. Not the next one, either. Yeah, we would have done that anyway, to Exactly, be exactly. So... He crossed that line again and yeah. again. And he kept being like... He did. Do you remember? We were doing this like kind of like Madame thing where I was like sending him to you to like kind of like have a chat like about like what was not okay and shit. Do yeah, I was probably like taking him around the corner yeah. to turn him off. Like, you know, <laughs> you cannot do this, work. Julian. Um, yeah, I I think there was an occasion you went to the toilet and I had to, you know, stare at him in the eyes and... Say, you know, Sean this isn't really what you do good. on the first date. You don't do that on the first date. Yeah. Well, we don't do fucking that on the first date. You, don't, you can do if you want, but, you know. Not on our watch. Um, and I did, and I can say that I absolutely don't think I knocked any sense into him whatsoever no. because he persisted. Persisted, um, persisted to the point where we're at bar three. Yeah. Did you like crowd- that orange wine there? I don't think we liked it. I know, I don't think, I mean. We spilled, half of it he spilled, the other half don't remember in taking but i think it i think i don't think i enjoyed it no um yeah i gotta say ladai if you're gonna step up your game yeah, I, also i mean the the atmosphere wasn't particularly um vibey yeah it's enough um, for me on the atmosphere it was it was like dead, very dead yeah yeah it was except it was, like julian yeah, Julian he was providing just like actually smashing glasses left, right, and centre, yeah. not being able to stand up. But literally, yeah. But then, anyway, so we went next door. Obviously. And then, in contrast, the next bar was rammed, so that was clandestino. Yeah. It was cold. Yeah. Um, wouldn't recommend on a on a on a Wednesday night, and therefore definitely not on a Saturday night. Yeah. Probably wouldn't recommend any time because you you couldn't even get a drink in there. Why was it so rammed? I don't know. It was like, but somehow we befriended everyone in there. I know. Ended up going like, literally just like came out of there with Julian, 
left with a whole fucking crew. Yeah, left whole with lot a new of friends, friendship circle, circle. Literally, oh, we forgot to say about the encounter on the way. So, in between those two bars, somehow, we literally ended up like meeting this face tattered like drug lord who he was what he was he was he's like the most gorgeous person he was divine. i've ever seen but like he was yeah a i don't even know how to to explain some sort of like tattered like like did he have he was like i'm pretty sure he's wearing a wife beater or something he had the chains he was there in front of his like silver like beamer or whatever and drinking Prosecco guys for real like out of a bottle like but in a in a flute in yeah. a fucking flute in, in like the street like no one summoned that shit like and so we hovered we, we, we ran to him like we saw the light in that moment and the light was like free Prosecco um, next we know we're chatting to him he was trying to get Sophie to, to, to come with him on an adventure. <laughs> to, get, and, to get in the car and yeah. obviously suck him off. But Probably, realistically, <laughs> in this economy. Um, no, he, he... But sometimes, like, I, I'll just be sat in silence and think... You think why, back. I, why, why didn't I just get in why? that car? Yeah. Could have been in your adventure. I think that, too, to be honest. <laughs> um, he was just so hot. Should like, have, have. But he would have absolutely crash that car used me as an ashtray like he was <laughs> i mean he was like it was strictly business strictly come yeah, it was like getting the... strictly come daggering with him like for real like <laughs> <laughs> like he, so he was like we i think we asked for a glass of prosecco like the sort of like obsessed fangirls yeah it's yeah, like yeah, we yeah, were yeah. kind of like backstage and we were like ah, can we get your autograph? But instead it was like a glass of Prosecco. And he was like, come he on was He didn't want yeah. to share. But then you were, and then I think he was, I like, was like, cough up the fucking Yeah. Thing. And then I think he was like, come on, get in the car or something. And I'll give you Prosecco. It was like an ultimatum. So I had to step in and be yeah, like, you. no, okay. On behalf of two broken girls in corporations, I'm putting my fucking foot down. I'm protecting the gal. <laughs> the best belief, she was getting digmatized by the minute. And, well, we had, you know, we had a date to get back to, to be honest. True. Um, but also, yeah, like I said, that guy would have 100% crashed a car. And we had a, a couple suspect, similar encounters that happened down the line, which we'll cover. Uh, to that relate. <laughs> <laughs> Selfies getting triggered. Um, relate to cars and a severe amount of alcohol. And, yeah. Driving across no bridges. Driving across states. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, Intercontinental Yeah. Breakfast. But, so, got got the Prosecco out of him. I mean, but, you know, at the same time when we were asking for it, he was like, you know, I think he was like, where are you from? You know, like, doing with that. I mean, he was Japanese and, like, Haitian, I think, which is stunning. Oof. Yeah. I mean, we all know you love a Haitian. Oh, I do. Um, fucking hell. But By he, the way, shout out to you. I met you on Ryland the other night. Uh, you're Haitian. That's all I know about you. Do you remember me and a tall... guy called Jimmy? The night with Jimmy outside uh, Tasty Bakery. Yeah. If that was you, follow us at Two Broken Follow Girls. us and one of us apply will get back within. to you. <laughs> one of us will get back to you in five to ten working days. <laughs> uh, our office hours are bank holidays between nine and nine oh one a.m. <laughs> and we'll get back to you. But for real. Yeah. I do think it. about you a lot. 
I think about Haitian guy a lot. Not your Damn, though, he's Japanese. Yeah. Japanese and Haitian, and, like, he... I just... If he just was a bit toned down, a slight... A tiny bit, I would have gone there. Because but also, he was, like, giving us nothing. Like, he was saying nothing. He was just that stood there, like, blunt as fuck, saying... But I have it, like, remember... I remember he was, like, also trying to get, like, trying, trying it. Or was that, am I wrong? I just don't remember, really. He was very forthcoming with, like, wanting me, like... He was, like, get in the car. It was that kind of chat, no, wasn't it? I mean, it was a very brief encounter. We just ran over there. I think he just, like, he was just, like... I think he was asking me to go somewhere with him and you were yeah. like, look, we're not doing, like, we're not doing that. And, and, and because I was just like a mute, like I always yeah, am, yeah, 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 yeah. like I just stand there and essentially you stare. You were like, Jesus, yeah. such a Layla, take the wheel. I was just staring at him. And so then, I took the wheel. Yeah, so you took the wheel and you were like, she's not going anywhere. And, you were, he, and then he was like, you, what, what are you going to do? And I was yeah. obviously blank yeah, face, yeah, yeah. like, again, saying nothing. And then he said the punchline, you're a grown ass woman. <laughs> and then he just got in the car and drove off. Which we thought was kind of funny in the sense that we're obviously in this dynamic of us, these two, you know, juvenile, broken, innocent girls who need daddy assistance. Some guidance. Some guidance. And we're out here, this guy is saying you're a grown-ass woman, which we feel quite the opposite. Mm. I mean, yeah, I totally... Like, so I, I feel like I can't make decisions such as... Such like, as... Yeah. Such as that, but also... I just do need some guidance. And he was, like, presenting that saying in a way, like, how, in disbelief. How can you not mm. make your own decision and speak for yourself? Yeah. And I can't. Well, <laughs> no, you were just, just, like, you know, MIA at that yeah. point. Like, I mean, you know, the, the spirit had left the body. The spirit, really. yeah. And the soul, was, even. You know, I was just like, okay, it's night one in NYC. Let me not let, like... Let's not, like, start driving off with, like, random drug dealers into the night. Like, who just downed a bottle of Prosecco and, um... But anyway, so back to Julian. God knows what the fuck Julian was doing in that moment. Um, but we get back to... Disassociating outside, swaying. Yeah, having an out-of-body experience. Trying to work his phone. (laughs) Trying to open his, like... You know, he definitely had one of them flaps. You know, the the, the middle-aged flap? There's a special... There's a special place in hell for that fucking phone Oh, case. shit, yes. You know the yeah. way they They're like leather. That? They yeah. hold all your credit cards. Oh, my God. Literally, how to get mugged in one simple step. Like, just put everything... How to lose everything. Yeah. We're in there. Like, at this point, he's getting inappropriate. He's, like, fucking pushing it. We keep, like, saying no. He keeps whatever. At this point, the bartender was, like, kind of, look, kind of saying, are you cool, whatever. Or was that a different time? No, that was, no, that, was a, a, that was a different time. However, yeah. the whole... Like, there was... There was a guy in there, remember, who's yeah. actually from London, who was just like... Oh, my God. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh was like... <laughs> he was like, are you guys okay? Whilst he was groping your ass. Yeah, was exactly. Like, Again, with the fucking, like, you know, like, nice boy, fuck boy, knight yeah. in shining armour. Do they not think we see right through that good, that good guy yeah. persona? Yeah. That oh, archetype is so no tight. No pressure, hey, Julian? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Your, your hand's got his hand on, on my couch. And he's asking if I'm okay. Yeah. But yeah, so he ended up interjecting. Next thing you know, we got the angry mob. The entire, remember, we we, stay, we set the scene, guys. It was a busy-ass bar. This entire mob of, like, Lower East Side, Manhattan, like, anger management crew was just coming at this guy, <laughs> heckling him out, out the bar. 
I mean, listen, was it at a finest moment? Nah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I didn't want it to end like that, but... But he I, I don't know, us. I guess there's this, like, you know... Like, I don't think... I don't think we did anything to warrant that type of behaviour, because, no, like, you don't have to put your hands on somebody. Yeah. Um... Exactly. But of course I didn't want it to end like that. Like he was, as things go, and we've seen it go downhill since then. Yeah. Um, he oh. was like, I suppose, quite a open yeah, book. the best daddy like, ever had. Yeah, I know. Just he like a, he, yeah, he was all right, you know. He was just quite like... In the end he turned out to be kind of someone that... The best. ...would go of. with the flow a bit. Yeah, he went with the flow... Like, he was quite, like, unassuming. He was quite, like, he was, like, yeah, he was an open book. As we said before, he was easy to manipulate. Not that that was the purpose, but obviously he was quite... He was malleable. It was, yeah, you know, he was, he was Play-Doh, let's put yeah. it this way. It was quite obvious what made him tick, where, what buttons you could push. Mm. He was a gingerbread man, and I saw yeah. those smarty buttons straight up. He did kind of look like one as he well. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, he got too little for his own good. Yeah. He couldn't keep up, and he started getting handsy. He started whatever. So we had to just ditch him. And listen, truth be told, it was supposed to be one drink with him. And yeah, it's true. It wasn't really going to be like this long-ass thing. Bear in mind, we put in the shift. Like, I think it was like probably like 1am by the time we... Yeah, yeah. Bear in mind, we met up with him at 12.59. Like, Bear in mind, we met up with him at like 10. So, but you know, we put in like a few hours, whatever. Yeah. Listen, he wasn't put off because the next day he apologised. And that's when the camel chat started. Yeah. And every day it was like... 39 camels, yeah. okay, fine, 50 camels, okay, fine, 100... Anyway, so... Don't get me wrong, I don't feel bad about that encounter. Like, I do think he was truly unhinged. Like, yeah. like uh, you know, we should all know our alcohol limits, guys. Yeah, And you. he just didn't. And unhinged, it, unhinged. It, it really did... He was very inappropriate and very yeah. forthcoming towards the end. And actually, it was not... It was uncomfortable. He, he didn't need to get kicked out of that bar, but he did because of his actions. Exactly. Everyone take responsibility, and guys. And he's only got his own... As yeah. you said, he's a grown-ass man. Exactly. The man was fucking lit. <laughs> Maybe if he had a couple of fucking bar snacks in him, he wouldn't have fucking started... We, do you not remember? We were asking in that bar, which is a bar yeah. that you wouldn't find a bar snack in. I was like, you've got any cheese toasties in here? Yeah, 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 and yeah, they yeah. were like, hell no. It was that judgmental guy, of course. He couldn't even cough up a fucking toasty. Yeah. It's like, can't, don't come at me with those judgmental it's like beady eyes of yours. The man you're trying to protect needs some food. Exactly. You're out here, like, all lives matter, like, out here, like, <laughs> hashtag not all men, but you can't even give man a fucking piece of sourdough to line his stomach. I mean, pick a fucking side, bro. Anyway, so... But one thing I was going to say before we... Wrap up. Yeah, before we wrap up. I just was going to open up the conversation briefly to the idea of, like, ageism and the fact... Because he, he did actually mention about his young daughter, didn't he? Mm. And he he kind of did look quite coy, yeah, I think, coy, in that yeah, moment. Yeah. And quite... Sh- not shameful, so I don't think it was shame, but maybe a bit shy. And I think that came from him essentially breaking down the wall that kind of connected us both in in the sense 
I, I guess, in his mind, he thought we were too young to have children, which isn't the case, obviously. Mm. But I think maybe there's that generalisation that he's old and we're young and he has a that, kid. That got to me. Yeah, and he has a kid and that separates him from us and that was, that was a gap that he was trying to kind of, like, um, bridge. Um, so do you think he was saying that... Because I'm still trying to make sense of why he was so coy about it, but, like, I wonder if he was saying that as either, like, what we discussed before of, like, see, I have all this life experience yeah. on you and in that I have so much I could convey and teach you. Or do you think he was saying it in a more of like a perverted, more Freudian way of I have a young daughter and and so I know how to engage and communicate with people like yourselves. Well, see, that's a good point. Do you know what I mean? I hadn't thought about it like that. And I suppose it could be, it could be like this, this like I have experience in, um, in like interacting with, girls like you maybe mm. or I, I i hadn't yeah i guess i hadn't thought about that but i think it could be a yeah bit of that, to be fair because i feel like there's also this stereotype this kind of like archetype of the hot daddy and i don't mm. just mean daddy in like t- socio-economic or ageist way yeah i mean more like an a actual concrete daddy like his father yeah. as in he has a kid and I know that there's like a niche of like women who actually find this like quite attractive as a type because obviously like there's all the, again with this like double standards, sexist double standards where if you have a woman, it's a, a kid as a woman at that age is considered baggage. It's considered, uh, you know, almost like a compromise which a man has to make. Like yeah. oh, she's she's great in every way, but she has kids, you know. Yeah. Whereas a guy can de-responsibilize and, and dissociate in that respect from his offspring in the sense that it can be more of just an accessory to a testament mm. of his affection and his ability to be soft and to be a loving father yeah. without the responsibility and the burden of actually having this person, this life uh, as, as a soul dependent on them. Yeah. And so it's like, I feel like there is this whole niche of like, oh my God, he's so cute. And he's got a little daughter. And like, yeah, I've got a daughter. Look how beautiful she is. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her. Like, whatever. Like, there's this pride that comes with being a father. That, mm-hmm. I mean, I see in other people can't relate yeah. personally. It's just more like, um, sometimes I feel like people of that age would say they got a daughter just to be like, see, I have this nurturing, endearing side of me. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so, I, 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 yeah, I agree. Um, I... I guess I like wondered if he was with his the mother of his daughter in this recent breakup, mm. and like how he's now obviously made the decision to date younger. Yeah. If that person that he was with wasn't like young. Yeah. Like, cause I'm guessing maybe not. If they have a child together, maybe they're similar ages. Mm. Do you think? Yeah, I don't know. But, like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking about, like... Maybe she's older. Could be. You know what? Because he has this mummy complex, Ooh. maybe he dates older. And maybe him now, like, setting his Tinder settings to younger, because he just said that he just had Tinder. Mm. Therefore, these settings mm. are, like, a new thing. Maybe this is mm. him off the back of this breakup with potentially this older woman. Yeah. That is him seeking 
this maternal reenactment. Yeah. He actually is trying to break that pattern consciously. Could be. And actually trying to date younger to stray as far away as possible with anything that's similar to his mum. Yeah. But then those cracks and crevices show themselves in this date because you can run but you can't hide. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, like could definitely be that. Yeah, it's definitely food for thought. Mm. I think... um, I think the age thing is kind of interesting. It is. Like, fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Like, I read this um, this study that was like in the in the UK, so it's not America. Forty nine percent of men would have sex with a twenty one year old. Wow. And then it was like, and then it was like something like. Uh, it was like a, obviously a smaller percentage, but quite high. I remember it being. Oh, so really, going to annoy me. How many people? But would have sex with an eighteen-year-old. Oh wow! And I just think, is it that actually all men? No, it's not because the stats show not. But mm. like, I think it's surprising how many men are just just view youth as like. How many men are actually past the age of fifty, unwilling to date anyone their age? Mm. It's like, and like being on social media and actively setting your, um, like settings at, like all your age range at like you know eighteen or something, mm. is such a decision. Yeah, you're literally it is. turning your back on people, women that you are your age. It's crazy that it's a big thing in a way, the age settings, you know, because what you set your age at is almost like you're, you're kind of like curating the, the type of encounters uh, that will stem from dating apps. Like mm. if, I mean, you know, I went through a phase of like dating like a couple 23 year olds or whatever and like, and obviously dated much older and whatever like and and the thing is like it's it's this weird thing where it's like you're kind of pigeonholing um the scope of encounters that you're going to have on these apps based on Mm. the age you you know so yeah in a way if you're an older man and you're straight up putting your settings at young you're kind of just like implying that it's very much only about looks yeah as opposed to building a life for yourself on a, on common yeah. ground where you're at the same stage of your life similar low whatever and therefore you're kind of implicitly saying that you're using the app the only to fuck really yeah because i think what type of arm candy or whatever you know yeah definitely i think people just see um like young girls as to be honest being more visually pleasing and mm. having better bodies like and that's not a quote from myself like that's just a quote from disgusting like, old men yeah, yeah. um ha- who like yeah i don't know but i i think like it's, it's made me think like actually is it about is it about um is it actually about what's inside There's so so many people like like to believe it is because if there's like 50% of I think there was 18,000 people in the study like 50, 50% of those men would 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 date, would have sex with a yeah. 21 year old and there was another statistic that was like 
a really large percentage of people over the age of men when they hit 50 say they're actually unwilling to date anyone their age or older mm. they will only want to date younger like I'm like at what point are we just kind of no I mean surely that is just the antithesis of saying I care about someone's like wisdom personality you know mm. life experiences because after all of it you just what you still want to just fuck a 21 year old mm. yeah yeah it's just like I don't care about, yeah, essentially you're just kind of like stripping it way back Mm. to just like very, very superficial, um, which dating apps already do as it is, but like you're, you're kind of just like stripping it way back to purely just like age and beauty and you're forgetting all the common ground and I just think there's a reason why like dating works better in a similar age range you're just like you've come to some similar conclusions you've been through similar things you've yeah you know even just like not to bring the economy back into this but you are maybe like Mm. uh uh similar and and the the, i don't know the older i grow the more i realize how actually important it is in a life partner to actually Mm. be with someone who actually is um at uh at a similar place in their life. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Like, I, quite truthfully, I think people, men, like, just maybe it comes hand in hand with the midlife crisis, to be honest. Like, and they develop, like, a trophy complex, like a shiniest diamond complex where they're like, I just want clout at mm. this point. I want to enjoy my life. I did the hard... Yeah. ship and the struggles it's like retirement age yeah after yeah. after i mean it's not but you know it's that age where they're thinking about like actually they get to accept more enjoyment in their life rather than work because i mm. suppose if you're turning 50 you've got what is it like what's the retirement age now i don't know yeah <laughs> me but yeah. like i think you're, you're you're like getting closer to that sort mm. of period of time where you don't have to consider work so, and so you just set down you just want to like have sex go to golf and mm. like you know especially when they've what they consider done the hard part which is like having a wife raising a family they've done their fatherly duties Mm. in that respect yeah and then now they're clocking off yeah exactly and they they can just kind of like appreciate a woman for their beauty rather than you know what all the you know other things that they can offer but also so another thing i thought is like what about if they're they're um attracted to women that are fertile because like i guess mm. if you're like a 60 year old man and you're with a 60 year old woman uh, it may perhaps that woman's gone through her menopause and is no longer like able to have children or fertile but you know like they say that like guys are more attracted to women when they're like ovulating because they can like smell the mm. odors or something mm-hmm. yeah. i wondered if it was also kind of like obviously in part not the big reason but something to do something to studies about that isn't it yeah something to do with like the fact that they're they they want a fertile woman yeah to sit and 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 i and with that i think walking around with a younger woman it and with an older guy is kind of this visual embodiment of oh look i still have it because i could still have i could still have a baby like because this woman's young yeah like i obviously still can as a man yeah and like that therefore you know, you're withholding on to 
that youth in that regard as well yeah you can still do all the things that you could have done when you were 30 because you're literally with a 30 year old mm. um whereas, whereas a woman like, has an expiration date in that respect exactly because there's a, yeah because at the end of the day we're, we're animals you know mm. there's like this this primitive like desire for procreation and that is like that is kind of what it is like that's why men gravitate more towards kind of like fresh right young youthful women yeah. and vice versa women go more towards um men who are like a bit more established and a bit more secure and a bit more because they can be yeah. providers you know so it's like it's the you know it's it's just this since we're prehistorical cavemen you know like it would be like the woman stays at home and like is the nurturer and the man just goes out and finds berries and shit you yeah. know and hunts so it's just like not much has changed in that respect, mm. but um, I guess we yeah. keep replicating those patterns in yeah. various different ways and as time progresses and with apps and they, t- they just love life mm. in the digital age, things yeah. get more and more layered and complex yeah. and multifaceted. I think, I think also, just like last point, is that like people are really like looking for ways it's like survival mode now with dating. Like mm. people are really like looking for ways in which they can be provided for. Like because like in this economy, mm. it, everything's so, everything feels a lot harder. Like you gotta pair up to survive. Yeah, you pair gotta up pair up to, get to get survive. Mortgage, pair like, up to buy a flat. Pair up to everything. And exactly, and I think in many ways it's like cost effective to be with somebody. Yeah. And obviously, if that person can, can be wealthy and like older like yeah I mean and when I say wealthy and older I mean wealthy because they're older because I think it is quite hard to be wealthy and young in this economy but also like I think yeah people's survival instincts kick in and like I think I was thinking like you kind of see like such displays of like being alone and poor like every day because like you see like there's more and more homeless people and like that's you know I think everyone would admit like it's not something that they aspire to be like you don't Mm. want to like move towards your future being like poor and alone Mm. and like without someone to like get you through like a really Mm. like tough time in your life and I think that's like being like visually presented with that like every day you kind of like look around and see like shops closing and stuff like Mm. you're constantly reminded of like how bad it could be yeah decaying and and in that sense i think people are now more open and willing and like want to like you know look to marrying into wealth or like being with someone that is very wealthy that can provide and take care of you like it's become i think a bigger phenomenon and like shoot i was you know a lot of students do it because like mm. they're trying to get through tough times like i think it is a survive it's a, a real survival thing now to like yeah completely well you know it's funny like because it's like obviously there's this whole like how it was you know back in time and even a bit more like maybe in more like tribes or in more like you know there's a saying of like it takes a village to raise a kid yeah. or whatever and obviously it's it's no no um it's not a breakthrough to say that like um we become we became quite an individualistic society and that as as we became more prosperous you know i think there's a correlation between prosperity in society and individualism mm. because individualism is a luxury i think you know oh, and, yeah. and 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 i think like in a way in the past few decades or even in the past 100 years really like as people have become more and more prosperous and had more agency whether that be uh instrumental or financial like agency or any kind of agency 
uh, even just like women's you know rights and all that like um, there's been less and less a need to like coexist in communities or or even just like to latch onto a man yeah. but I think now we're kind of going back a bit more we're reverting in that respect we're like backtracking in the sense I think that yeah that just comes from uncertainty and just this desire to like actually have a safety net mm. a redundancy plan you know mm. and and that comes in both mm. in emotional support but also financial and there's strength in numbers you know yeah so all right guys that's all we got time for well i mean it was way over time but yeah <laughs> hopefully you're still there listening. with us hopefully yeah. there's still a pulse on the other end yeah. thank you for listening thanks for listening next week we will talk about coach coach daddy coach mm. this is one of our favorites yeah and not just like for the heart for the heart the, the heart and, the soul. and not the eye easy on the eye <laughs> So when you do that half. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, I recoiled in horror, but... <laughs> but listen, he's the one that got away, you know? We left a bit of our heart in Boston. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of gorgeous personality, mm. that one. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, as always, guys, like and subscribe or die. Uh, no, sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> sorry, I didn't say that. Slip that. No, for real, guys. Um, if you want to see loads of amazing content, um, head to twobrokengirls.io. The two is a two, the number, um, on IG. If you want to send us a little love letter, a little, you know, noise, noise complaint, wow. uh, question, whatever you want. We'll read um, it out on the pod. We'll read it out, yeah. We want to start bringing a feature where we can, like, read out a question, a, a dilemma, a deep, dark thought or secret. So do do hit us up. Um, you can be anonymous if you want. We yeah. won't disclose names, as we've said. We're, we're clearly very good times. at concealing names, yeah. Yeah, in case you didn't know, guys, we not we do not <laughs> disclose any names. Okay, so anyway, um, yeah, email us to broken girls worldwide at gmail.com. Anyway, bye. bye. Lots of love.